Come on, all over this house, lift your voice. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, there's something that moved in this room. Somebody's dream is going to be resurrected tonight. Somebody's purpose is coming alive again. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It is indeed an honor to be here. And please forgive me. I mean, no disrespect, but I feel like we need to jump into the word of the Lord tonight. Genesis chapter 37. I've told it to ARC when you didn't have company, but you're better than five star. Hallelujah. And this meeting is already in its infancy. It's better than five star. There's no telling who and what this meeting will impact tonight and in the years to come. This is not the alpha and omega of this meeting. And I want to say, Pastor and First Lady Mullings, we love you. God bless you. Brother and Sister Bryson, his wife, God bless them so much for everything they've done. And to the wonderful, faithful saints of ARC, you've done a wonderful job tonight. And I'm so glad my beautiful wife is here with me. She doesn't have our children, so maybe we can pray her through. Genesis chapter 37, verse number 5. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. Sometimes it doesn't take anything for people to hate you. But when God starts doing things with you, the hate will begin to manifest itself even more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. Lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. Behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. Now, I've only got one brother, but if I started to tell him this is what he was going to do, I think we'd have a little conversation. Imagine how this would go if you were to tell your siblings what Joseph is telling him. And his brethren said to him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? You can hear the sarcasm and the condescending tone. Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. When you start speaking the purpose and the calling and the anointing of God on your life, don't be distracted or deterred by those that will make fun of you. Pastor Cabrera, first they hated him for his dream. Then they start hating him for the words he begins to speak. Be careful when your friends start questioning your dreams. Be careful when they start ridiculing the purpose that is on your life. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. You better stop while you're ahead, buddy. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee to the earth? And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. And let me say this at the onset of this tonight. I believe in God-given dreams. No doubt represented in this house tonight are God 
God-given dreams. And I want every young person, I want every young adult, I want every faithful elderly saint that has come to this youth meeting tonight, I want you to know that if you've got a dream, I believe in your dream. You say, well, that's kind of weird. That's kind of that's annoying. That's kind of awkward. Some of us here tonight are holding on to dreams that nobody else in your life believes in. Except you and your prayer room. But there's a young preacher here tonight that believes in your God-given dreams. And I'm come to preach to those God-given dreams that have yet to be fulfilled. Some may mock you because of your dream. But keep the dream alive. What we just read is an exciting time in the life of a 17-year-old young man. He's just been given not one but two dreams from God. He's no doubt on top of the world. But the sad reality is, and I need you to hear me tonight, not everybody will be happy for your dream. Not everybody will be excited because of the dream God gave you. Now go with me to Genesis chapter 41, verse number 37. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is a man in whom the Spirit of God is? Quite the contrast from his brothers. They had hate. He has the Spirit of God. Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God hath showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according to thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen, put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, Bow the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh. And without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name zaphnath paneah I think if we have another kid, we'll name him that. And he gave him to wife Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. And Joseph was 30 years old. He was still a young man. When he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt... Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. Now let's read the fulfillment of this young boy's dreams in Genesis 42, verse number 5. And the sons of Israel came to buy corn among those that came, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Joseph was the governor over the land, and he it was that sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came. Remember the dream. This is what they did. They bowed down themselves before him. With their faces to the earth. And Joseph saw his brethren and he knew them. But he made himself strange unto them. And spake roughly unto them. He said unto them, Whence come ye? They said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. And Joseph knew his brethren. But they knew not him. Verse number 9 is where we'll launch tonight. Joseph remembered The dreams which he dreamed of them. 
I understand that we are all very familiar with this young boy by the name of Joseph tonight. This has been preached every way possible. Inside and out, upside down, backwards. But I felt to pull from this story here tonight to encourage somebody that is on the verge of giving up on a dream. You see, it's not, it's not the exciting hope of a future. It's not the lost in the emotions of it all, dreaming a dream that I want to preach tonight. Nor is it the finality of the fulfillment of the dream. And those are all wonderful things that we could preach about. Nobody loves a dream coming to pass more than I do. But it is the painful, grueling, lonely, often unknowns of what we call the middle of the dream that I want to preach about. And I see it in the faces of some of us all over this house tonight. Pastor Mullings, there's some here tonight with dreams so big that it scares you to death to even think about it. Because you know where you come from. And you know what you're going to go home to tonight when the lights are turned out and you're done at an encounter at an altar. But I've come to preach to those that have a dream. And you're on the verge of giving up on that dream. And if you'll ride with me for just a few moments, I want to preach on this subject. Living in the middle of the dream. Living in the middle of the dream. Would you put your Bibles down, raise your hands as high as you can, lift your voice like apostolics know how, and begin to cry out to the Lord. Come on, lift your voice as loud as you can. Come on, pray that the Holy Ghost would minister to where you're living tonight. Hallelujah! Shouting to God with a come on, I feel my help already. Somebody's leaving with fresh hope tonight that your dream's not dead, but it's just on pause. God's still got a plan for your life. Come on, shout as loud as you can before you're seated unto the Lord with everything you've got. Give God a shout. God bless you. You may be seated. If you'll promise to preach with me, I'll promise to hurry. God marked 17-year-old Joseph with a dream that would forever change his life. Anybody that has ever had a dream from God or a desire to fulfill the call of God on your life, you can identify with the excitement this boy must have felt when God gave him these dreams. What was not in the dream was the fact that it would be 22 long years until the fulfillment of his dream. Dreams are great. And I, for one, love to talk about God-given dreams. But the problem is God does not always give us every detail 
of the process of the dream coming to pass. For if he did, we would probably run the moment we were released from that encounter. No doubt there are men and women in this house that are older than I am and older than most of us that can tell of dreams from God that gave them excitement, that gave them a passion and desire to work for God and do something for God. But as days moved on and days turned into months and months turned into years, God, where's the dream that you promised me? None of this is in the dream. I didn't see this in that encounter with you. All I saw was the throne. All I saw was the brothers bowing down. All I saw was a moment at a youth conference behind a pulpit preaching the word of God to some struggling young people that got destiny on their life. But I never saw Brother Cabrera the middle of the dream. And The devil would love to discourage us. The devil would love to discount the dream. The devil would love to discount the destiny and the anointing that is on your life by the dysfunction that comes in the place called the middle. Dysfunction doesn't come to destroy us. Although it feels like that. Dysfunction doesn't come to deter us. Dysfunction comes so when we arrive at the fulfillment of the dream, there's something that's inside of us that says, I never want to go back. I never want to let go of what God's doing in my life. Yes, I got some great days behind, but if you knew what I went through to get to the fulfillment of the dream, don't question my worship. You don't know what I've been through. Joseph is given the dream, but he was not given a spreadsheet with a detailed plan of everything that would come his way or how long it would take until he arrived to the fulfillment of his dreams. We're all very familiar with this story, so I'm going to do my best to do a quick overview of the things that Joseph went through in those painful 22 years called the middle of the dream. Joseph was sold into slavery by who? His brothers. The ones who hated his dreams. The ones who hated the things he spoke. This isn't in my notes, but don't give up when somebody you look up to and somebody you love and somebody you respect betrays you because you decide to pursue the God-given dream that's on your life. Some of you will have to walk away from family relationships. 
Some of you are walking away from family relationships and it's causing you anxiety and it's causing you stress and it's causing you to want to throw in the towel and give up on the dream. But let me encourage you, if you'll hold on to the dream like your life depends on it, I don't care who walks out of your life and I don't care whose life you got to walk out of. Don't give up on the dream. Because if you give up on the dream, there's no telling the casualties. There's no telling those that will go to hell because you gave up on a purpose, because you gave up on a calling. It doesn't matter who walks away. When God gives you a dream, hold on in the middle. He was lied on and falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. He was then thrown into prison. Wait a minute, Brother Bryson. He's got a dream. Be careful when you pray at these altars, God, use me. I know everybody likes the Instagram post. I know everybody likes to see where you're at and who you're with. Man, it'd be nice to fly with them. It'd be nice to go with them. It'd be, but you better be careful what you wish for. Because the call of God, true ministry, is not what you see on your Instagram feed. God likes chubby preachers and I like to eat. But true ministry, Sister Mullings, is not the post you see. When you're laying in bed on a night when you're frustrated and you see everybody's world that looks so perfect. God, I've got a dream, but I'm not where they are. God, I've got a dream. Why am I so lonely? God, I know I've got purpose, but why am I so frustrated? God, I know you put your hands on me at an altar, and I know what you told me. God, why am I feeling so abandoned? Come on, this is where we live. This is real. Don't hide by the facade tonight, because the Holy Ghost is going to minister to some places we don't like to talk about. I'm a 33-year-old man with a beautiful wife and two beautiful kids. I can spend five minutes on social media and start to feel insecure and start to feel overwhelmed and stressed out and anxious and oh my God, they're so much further ahead in life than I am. What's wrong with me? Why am I sitting here fiddling with what I'm fiddling with? Why am I sitting here living in the middle of the dream when their face is all over every flyer? Why am I? Come on, young man. Don't give up on the dream when you're frustrated and when you're lonely because God's got a purpose and God's got a plan. But you got to make it through the place called the middle. Joseph's got a dream, but prison wasn't in the dream. While in prison, he's put over the butler and the baker, who were both thrown in prison. Both of these jokers have a dream from God. They're in the same place as the man of God. And what does Brother Joseph do? He uses it as an opportunity to minister 
in his calling and anointing. Some of us are in places that we didn't ask for. But if we would start to minister in those places, God will get us to the place he promised us. But when you give up in the place you didn't ask for, you're forfeiting the callings and the anointings that God has. Come on, somebody. Don't give up when you're lonely, frustrated, and abandoned. God's got a purpose that's greater than your dysfunction that you're in right now. Joseph ministers and he interprets the dreams. One dream was full of hope. And the other, not so much. Three days later, Pharaoh's having a birthday party. And exactly what Joseph predicted, exactly what Joseph ministered to both of these men happened just like he said it would. The baker was killed and the butler was restored to his position. Now, go with me in your imagination for just a moment. And we've got to think. Joseph has got to have a little tinge of hope that the butler is going to remember him and get him out of prison right away. I can imagine the first few weeks he would wake up every day, gather his stuff, put it in the same corner right by the door. He knows the butler is footloose and fancy free. And he knows the dream, Brother Bryson, that God's given him. And he knows this prison is not my final destination. So for sure, God's going to get me out of here right away. He would prepare his stuff, I'm sure, every morning. As if he were going to be called out that day. Isn't it funny what happens to us in the place called the middle? I imagine those first few weeks, he was pumped up, hyped up, and excited. And then as it didn't begin to happen like he thought it would, doubt overcame the faith. And too many of us are living. We know the dreams we have. We know the purpose we have. We know where we're at. And because we're not at the fulfillment yet, we allow doubt to override our faith. He said, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Some of us, the fulfillment of the dream is hinging on us running doubt out of our mind and letting faith loose. But you don't know how long it's been. I doubt it's been 22 years. God gave me something and it's not here yet and it'll never happen. If some of us would just change the things we're saying to our situation, we would begin to see things change. Stop speaking death. Stop speaking negativity. Stop speaking doubt and begin to change what you're saying. And when you change what you say, baby, you'll begin to change what you see. But you gotta speak faith. Every passing day, Joseph is on 
He's ready to go. One month. Three months. Nine months. He's still got a God-given dream, Brother Kyle, but none of this was in the dream. Sixteen months. Twenty months. Finally, after two whole years of being forgotten, something happened. Young man, what do you do with a dream when you feel forgotten? Young lady, what do you do with the call of God that's on your life? When you feel like you're in prison and you're forgotten and nobody knows where you are. One night, two years later, Pharaoh has a dream. He calls for all the wise men to come and tell him what his dream meant. But nobody could tell him. All of a sudden, the butler speaks up. Oh my God, I remember a young Hebrew boy that I was in prison with a couple years ago. He can interpret your dream because he did it for me and the baker. And exactly what he said came to pass. No doubt he's feeling horrible for forgetting Joseph. He's remembering Joseph saying over and over, remember me. Can I tell you when you minister under the unction of the Holy Ghost to people, sometimes we don't know we're, even know we're ministering. You never know when what you, this is why we got to speak faith and not doubt. Because you never know what you may speak to somebody in passing. That they'll hold on to for years. And in a moment when life is overwhelming, they'll remember what you said. And they'll say, oh, I remember that word. I know right where to go. I got to go back to ARC. I got to, whatever church you're from, they'll remember what you said. And someday they may come walking in the back door two years later seeking the gift of the Holy Ghost. Don't speak doubt when you got destiny riding on your life. Pharaoh calls for Joseph. He tells Joseph the dream. God gives Joseph the interpretation. Just like that. That quick. Pharaoh appoints him second in command over Egypt. Joseph woke up one morning, a 30-year-old innocent prisoner. And he went to bed that night. A 30-year-old Vice president over Egypt. That quick. And I'm sure he could walk down a flight of stairs without falling. You'll learn what that means later. The dream for Brother Joseph was seemingly fulfilled in one moment of time. Just that quick, everything drastically changes. Ask him how he felt that morning when he woke up. Ask him how he's felt for the last two years. And I'm sure tears would begin to stream down Brother Joseph's face. As he says, there were days that I wanted to throw in the towel. There were moments when I thought the dream would never come to pass. And he would tell a group of young people in 2021, don't give up when you're living in the middle of the dream. He could tell us of moments where the gut-wrenching pressure of the unknowns 
almost caused him to give up on the dream. He could tell a moment where the pressure of the unknown almost caused him to give up on the middle of the dream and let the dream die. But I need a young person to hear me on this Friday night. If you let your dream die, you let your future die. If you let your dream die, the dream dies and the purpose of God dies with a dream. story would have been drastically different if Joseph would have given up in a lonely forgotten place called the middle and there are some of us here tonight we got a smile on our face we're dressed real cute looking real good but if we could peel back the facade And if we could put our feelings and emotions and thoughts on the screen, what we would see is extreme loneliness. For some of us, Pastor Mullins, we would see shame. Because some of us have things that are trailing behind us, Brother Gary. Things from our past. Decisions we made in the middle of the dream. And there's baggage. And there's hurts. For some of us, it's decisions that others have made that we had no control over. And it literally haunts us. And it literally keeps us up at night. God, why is my life this way? I didn't ask for this to happen. I didn't want this to happen. This wasn't in the dream. But can I preach to somebody that's on the verge of giving up? If you give up on the dream, there's no telling who will die and go to hell because you threw in the towel in a place called the middle of the dream. Hope I can preach passionately enough tonight to cause somebody that your grip is slipping. Your grip is so weak that it would just take a breath of air to cause you to give up on everything you know you have on your life on your future, on your destiny but can I encourage you young lady don't give up don't allow the divorce to cause you to give up don't allow the family tragedy to cause you to give up you got a dream and with your dream is destiny and with your destiny is purpose No, it seems like it'll never come to pass. But you're just living in the place called the middle. How long can you go, Pastor Cabrera, before the dreams and callings of God begin to fade away? Because the overwhelming feeling of being forgotten is ruling your every waking moment. There's somebody in this room that's dealing with extreme loneliness. And it's causing you to reach for things that you know are not right. The loneliness is causing you to turn to things that you know are destroying your future. I see a young lady scrolling aimlessly through your phone in the middle of the night. Grasping for somebody's attention. Grasping for anything 
that will cause you to feel valued. Grasping for anything that will cause you to feel like you have meaning and to cause you to feel like you have purpose. The things you're reaching for, the things you're looking to, and the things that are starting to take precedence over the dream are things that are going to destroy everything God has. Come on, all over this house, would you lift your voice right now? Close your eyes. The Holy Ghost is ministering right now. Somebody is fixing to be saved from a tragedy. and a de- Come on, you don't want to give up on the dream, but the loneliness and the frustration is causing you to do things that you know are going to cost you your destiny. I beg of you, go back to an altar and visit the dream one more time before you give up on it. Every morning Joseph woke up in that prison. He kept telling himself, this could be the day. Only to be disappointed for two long years. But really, Pastor Mullings, it was 22 long years. That's older than most of us here tonight. This man had to cling to a couple of dreams from God. For 22 long years. Things happened in his life that were not in the dream. Rumors were told about him that were not in the dream. Straight up lies were spread about him. And those weren't in the dream. Joseph had to deal with the stigma of being a dreamer and feeling forgotten at the same time. What do you do with a dream that you've told to people and it hasn't come to pass and your life is so far removed from the dream and it brings shame and it brings frustration And it brings anxiety. But I'm here tonight to encourage somebody. Don't give up on the dream that God has given you. I know this is so simple and elementary tonight. And I know I'm repeating myself. But if somebody doesn't get this in your spirit. If somebody leaves here tonight without visiting that altar. Without visiting that dream. There will be tragedy that happens. Not because you wanted it to. But because you gave up in a place called the middle of the dream. Come on somebody. Get a fresh grip on the dream that God's given you for your life. No matter where Joseph found himself, he accepted it as the will of God for his life at the moment. How are you able to minister in a prison? Because you know you're there by divine destiny. 
You know you're there because you got a dream that hasn't been fulfilled. And somehow, some way, something's going to come out of this tragedy. And if I give up now, I'll never get there. But if I make the best of it, and if I do what I can to operate in whatever capacity, come on, some of you are feeling like you're not all the way there. But if you'll start to operate, if you'll start to make do with what you got, you're coming, you're making your way to the fulfillment of the dream. We all know the story of David, and I'm hurrying to a close. He's anointed king over Israel. And what a powerful story. What a powerful moment. But David did not go from that powerful experience straight to the throne. There was a middle that he had to live through first. And the middle almost destroyed him. He's running for his life, dodging spears, living in caves. Literally, his life is being threatened as much as it was, as much as he thought he would take his next breath. He always thought it would be his last. But Brother David, you know what you felt on the day of anointing, but what do you feel now? You didn't feel anointing in the cave. You didn't feel anointing in the moment where King Saul was trying to kill you, but you're anointed, but you're far from the fulfillment of the dream. Somebody needs to hold on in the middle wait a minute God I'm anointed I've got a purpose and a calling yes sir brother David you do but you got to live through the middle to get there some say 13 to 15 years we don't know exactly somewhere in that range from the day of anointing to the moment he got on the throne. Fifteen long years. No doubt there were many lonely nights. No doubt there were moments where he felt forgotten. Moments where he felt like the day of anointing would never be fulfilled. Can I tell you sometimes in the middle, all you have to hang on to is your dream. Sometimes in the middle, all you have to hang on to is the memory of an encounter at an altar where hot tears ran down your face and you no doubt felt the anointing on your life. But not every waking moment is spent at an altar filling the oil of anointing running down. I wish it were that way. I wish we didn't have to deal with everyday life, Brother Clint. And every moment we felt anointed. And every moment we felt on a spiritual high. But there are moments where every one of us are going to feel like giving up on the dream. Some of us, destiny has visited us. But where we're at right now and the destiny that visited us are so far apart that we don't feel like it'll ever. Some of us have been promised and promised and promised that we would be cycle breakers. 
some of us have been promised that our marriage will not end up in divorce. Some of us have been promised that we don't have to live a life of dysfunction. But right now where I'm at, it doesn't feel like what I've been promised. But it feels like my reality is what it has always been. Can I tell somebody that where you're at right now, it won't always be what it is. And I don't know what you're facing. And I don't know what you've carried in here. But there are some deep, dark hurts. There are some deep, dark frustrations. There are some deep, dark, heavy mistakes that some of us have carried in here. But can I tell you, the same dream that God gave you still belongs to you. Somehow, some way, you got to make it through everything you're going through and get back to the fulfillment of the dream on your life. I'm hurrying to a close. Stand with me all over the house. Some of us have received visitations from our future. And I wish that I could tell you it's going to be a bed of roses to get there. But young man, you're going to have to fight every devil in hell to make it to the fulfillment of the dream that's on your life. What do you do, Pastor Mullings, when you're anointed? But you're living in the place called the middle. Young man, it's in the middle where God builds men. Young lady... It's in the middle where God puts character. And God puts things down in your spirit that are going to help you arrive to the fulfillment of the dream. Joseph, I know you feel forgotten. But would you just hang on to the dream that God's given you? David, I know you're running for your life. And I know you had an opportunity to put an end to the man that's causing dysfunction in your life. But David, if you take the sword into your own hand and you start manipulating the dream and you start making it happen your way, you'll never get to the full, true fulfillment of everything God has for your life. You just got to make it through the middle. Revelation comes in the middle when you got nothing left. Your future is developed in the middle. Young man, don't give up. Young lady, your purpose is riding on how you live through the place called the middle. I could take you to places at youth camp, old youth convention, Acts 2.38, places at an altar where the dream was given, and sometimes places where I revisited that old dream.
But I can also take you to places in the middle. Pastor Cabrera, where I almost gave up on the dream. In fact, let me preach to somebody that feels like your life is so chaotic. And nobody has to deal with what you have to deal with. In almost every one of our lives, there are more places where we almost gave up on the dream than there are places where we revisit the dream. And if we focus on the times and the moments that we want to give up on the dream, eventually we'll give up on the dream. But if while you feel forgotten, and if while you feel like nobody knows where you're at, if you'll make your way to an altar, God will take you back to a moment in a dream. God will allow you to feel that old anointing oil one more time. And when you get up from an altar, you got fresh vision, you got fresh hope, you got fresh destiny. sent me here to tell somebody that if you're not there right now you will be one day don't give up in the middle don't let the dream die in the middle somebody's salvation is depending on whether you make it to the fulfillment of the dream. If you give up now, somebody just might go to hell. But if you hold on in a place called the middle, if you hold on through the depression and the frustration and the anger, there's no telling Joseph what you'll be. There's no telling David what you'll become. Genesis 42, number 9 tells us, And Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed. How many times in the middle? Brother Joseph remembered the dreams. Because in the middle, that's usually all you have to hold on to is the memory of what God destined you to be. Sometimes all you have in the middle is that moment where God marks you with something that nobody else has and it's caused you to be ostracized. It's caused you to be made fun of. It's caused you to be misunderstood. Can I tell you, that's just a dream that God's put on your life and don't allow life to rob you and to steal your future from you. us are frustrated because our dream says one thing and our reality says another thing but I've come to encourage somebody and tell you God has not removed his hand from off of your life to the struggling young person 
that feels like you have no more opportunities to outlive your failures to the one that feels like you have no more chances to outlive mistakes and failures can I tell you the dream is still ahead of you the mistake is behind you and the failures behind but the dream is still ahead of you There are going to be God-given dreams handed out tonight. And there are going to be old dreams resuscitated and revived in just a few moments in these altars. But you can't give up in the middle. You say, why do you keep repeating yourself? Because there are countless ministries that have been forfeited in the place called the middle. Ministries, anointings left on the wayside of life because the feeling of being forgotten was too much to handle because the feeling of being misunderstood and left out was too much because the feeling of running for your life brother David was too much but I come to preach to somebody pick the dream back up and keep on marching through the place called the middle are young people that should be here tonight that were marked with destiny at an altar but somewhere in a place called the middle they gave up I, I don't know who's here tonight and you've said it in the last few days that I'll never become what I'm supposed to be. So what's the use? I hear a married man crying in frustration to your wife. You know the dreams God has given you. But you also feel overlooked in a place where you should be Received and put in your place of destiny. Sir, don't give up in the middle. If you've not arrived at the fulfillment of the dream just yet, there's still some things that God sees that needs to be put in your spirit. It's not because you failed too many times. It's not because you've made too many mistakes. It's because God sees the greatness in you. And He's got to make sure that you can make it through the place called the middle. He's got to make sure you can make it through the breakup. He's got to make sure you can make it through the betrayal and the lies and the hurt before he gives you the throne, Joseph. Before he gives you the throne, David. you got to go through some lonely, frustrating places. But when you arrive to that place, all of heaven, all of glory, everything that you were destined to be, it's what will come to your life. God still has a plan. 
you're not forgotten. You're still anointed. I don't care what the enemy has put in your head. Even since I've been preaching, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. The only place you're at, you're just in the place called the middle. This is exactly where some of us are tonight. And it is this feeling that has caused you to question whether or not you will see the fulfillment of the dream. But I've come with hope that you can make it through the place called the middle. Exodus chapter 33, verse number 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. Joshua, a young man with destiny riding on his life. He's not there yet, but he's on his way. He departed not from the glory. Pastor Mullins, we can say he refused to depart from an altar. There's a place we can go, young people, when we're living in the middle and we're on the verge of giving up. There is a place that we can visit over and over and over and over again. There's a place in the middle where the presence of Almighty God will always be. And there's a place in the middle where strength and restoration and hope. But you got to make it to an altar to get there. I'm hurrying. When the Bible calls Joshua a young man, they tell us he was 40 years old. According to tradition. He did not become the leader of Israel until he was about 82. That's some 40 plus years that he had to live in the middle. A lot can happen, Brother Bryson, in 40 years. But there's a place I can go in the middle. It's at an altar where I got the dream in the first place. And it's at an altar that I can go to in the middle that will help me arrive to the fulfillment of my dream. I want you to, I want you to listen to what Joshua got at an altar. This is what the Lord tells Brother Joshua. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given you. Then he starts talking things like, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. But as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Joshua, I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Can I tell you, that's what comes at an altar in the middle. God starts speaking again to your destiny.
fixing to open these altars. But let me tell you, young man, shortcuts will always cheapen the dream. You may get there sooner. And everything may look all right for just a little while. When you do it your way, all you'll be is a shooting star. I don't want to be a shooting star, but I want to live through the place called the middle. And I want to get everything God has for me out of this thing called purpose, out of this thing called the dream, out of this thing called anointing. As they begin to sing, I'm opening these altars. And I want those that know you have a dream from God but you're on the verge of giving up on the dream. I want you to make your way to an altar and I want you to revisit that place where God gave you the dream. And if you don't have a dream yet, I want you to come to an altar and get a dream. I want you to come to an altar and get purpose. Come on, these altars are open. I'm wondering, is there anybody that wants a touch from the Lord? Come on, young man. Don't give up in the place called the middle. Come on, young lady. I know it's hard and I know it hurts, but you're going to make it.